Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. (laughs) I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to this week's episode of the Modern Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cook. If you feel like you're made of a creative, entrepreneurial spirit, but you also love the comfort and security of working for a company, then today's episode is for you. We are talking about intrapreneurship. You know how you've always dreamed of building, creating, or inventing that thing, or sharing your big idea with the world? Or maybe you just dream of finding ways to infuse bits of creativity into your work. And you know how you also love the sense of security and community you get from having a full-time job? Or how you like going to work without having to figure out how to build a business? And you know how those two voices are like the angel and devil sitting on your shoulders, whispering furiously into your ears? If any of this resonates, then let's teach those seemingly competing voices to compromise. The answer they're both looking for is something called intrapreneurship. It offers a beautiful blend of the comfort of full-time employment with the excitement of building, creating, and innovating. So let's talk about what entrepreneurship is, why you may want to consider it, and the steps you can take to proudly wear the I'm an Entrepreneur t-shirt. First, what is entrepreneurship? The MIT Sloan School of Management describes entrepreneurship as acting like an entrepreneur within an established company. While entrepreneurs build new businesses on their own, intrapreneurs develop new programs, products, services, innovations, and policies within an existing organization. Both use many of the same skills, creativity, agility, leadership, and persistence. Sloan professor Michael Cusimano says, intrapreneurs are not building something entirely from scratch, nor are they risking their own money. They're creating something that hasn't been done before or done quite the same way. So basically, it's behaving like an entrepreneur, but in the confines and safety of an established company. So why should you consider entrepreneurship? In short, being an entrepreneur may benefit you in two ways. First, it can lead to personal fulfillment. And second, it can make you a really valuable asset at work. You might consider entrepreneurship if you feel you have untapped talents or passions that you could use to make an impact at work. It can be a way to highlight your creativity or assume a leadership role or establish credibility amidst the safety and security of your current job without making a career change. Further, when you show members of leadership that you have an entrepreneurial drive, that's appealing to companies who 
according to Forbes, struggle to retain innovators who want to start their own ventures. Companies need big ideas. So if you're committed to finding and delivering on them and you want to stick with an established company, then get ready to be a superstar. So how do you become an entrepreneur? Well, first you start with a problem, not the solution. If you're a natural creative, your attention may be called to shiny objects, features, and benefits. But a sexy thing that doesn't solve an actual problem is just bells and whistles. Before you start duct taping widgets and switches together, start by defining an outcome you want to deliver or a problem you plan to solve. In 2003, a small web design firm called 37 Signals hung out its shingle. They were managing their client projects internally via email and struggling to track the critical details. They started looking for a project management software to meet their needs, but they came up disappointed. So they built their own and they called it Basecamp. Today, Basecamp is one of the most popular project management tools on the market. So popular, in fact, that 37signals even rebranded itself as Basecamp. Turns out that project management problem 37signals was having, lots of other companies struggled with the same. And because Basecamp was never designed to impress, but just to solve a problem, the market gobbled it up. Where do you see a pain point within your organization? If you're not into building a project management platform from the ground up, keep in mind that your problem solution doesn't have to be a technology. Is your customer service clunky and could you envision a more streamlined process? Is one of your products losing steam and could it use a gentle facelift? Begin with the problem and then just solve it. Next, apply existing solutions to new problems. Sometimes genius comes not from invention or creation, but from creative application. Last year, a client of mine was struggling to recruit top talent. They were in need of some serious innovation. One day, Kim, the head of talent acquisition, happened to be in a meeting with James, a senior sales leader. And as Kim listened to James talk about the strategies his team was using to build a brand around and create demand for his products, she had the idea to adapt some tried and true sales strategies to the world of recruiting. The tools and processes were there for the taking. They just needed some adapting. With support from James, the recruiting organization put those strategies to work. Within six months, they saw major results. Kim showed an entrepreneurial spirit and applied it to the work she was doing within her company by using an existing solution to tackle a new problem. For both Kim and her employer, it was a big win. Is there an existing solution you could pluck and put to work solving a new problem? Next, socialize your idea. It's almost time to move into sales mode, but a lot of people tell me, ugh, I'm not a natural salesperson. If this feels like you, no worries. This is where the intra part of entrepreneurship becomes your best friend. Unlike entrepreneurs who have no choice but to pound the pavement and find clients or customers for their business, innovating within a company means you have plenty of potential collaborators and supporters. So before you put your big idea in front of a senior leader, run it by your colleagues. What reactions do they have? If they're excited, pay attention to the words they use to describe the opportunity, not the bells and whistles, but the problem-solving value. 
capture their language, and start using it yourself. It'll come in handy when you start talking to executives. If they seem uncertain or enthusiastic, ask them to help you fill in the gaps. What would make your idea a win for them? This process of socializing your idea will help build your confidence and prepare you for the big pitch. Next, create your opportunity by pitching senior leadership. You've got an idea and you're clear on why it's exciting, not just to you, but to those around you. Now it's time to make a pitch. Entrepreneurs don't wait for invitations. They make things happen. So ask yourself, who are the key decision makers here? What do they care about? Should my focus be on cost-cutting, delighting customers, growing new business? And how will I tell them that story? Then go out and make it happen. Figure out who the gatekeepers are and seek their help in getting you on the right calendars. Don't be afraid to ask for support from those around you. And finally, learn from your failures. As marketing genius Seth Godin famously said, good ideas come from bad ideas but only if there are enough of them. Entrepreneurs seek out many at-bats. They understand that failure is a necessary part of the process. Every failure teaches you something, but the onus is on you to discover what that is. And then you need to use that to inform your next idea, and the next, and the next. So you had a big idea. You pitched it. Your boss said no. I grant you a few minutes to sulk. But then I need you to buck up and pull something insightful from this no. Was the opportunity not well communicated? Is the market not ready for the idea? Did you pitch it at the wrong point in the fiscal calendar? There are likely some underlying reasons why this idea wasn't a win. Consider this an opportunity to learn and shape your future pitches and ideas. This is how entrepreneurs play to win. I hope you're feeling inspired to create something big and be a hero at work. Do you have a question I can answer? Send it my way. Check out the links in my bio for all the ways you can reach me. You can check out my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor Podcast page on LinkedIn, where I share exclusive videos, inspiration, and more. Join me next week for a conversation about how to turn your hobby into your livelihood. Until then, thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy.